Hey everybody, it's Blair Johnson with the Badass Records Podcast, where we talk a little bit about you and some of your favorite music along your life's journey. A couple orders of business before we get to today's program. Wanted to let you know that if you tap the merch tab at badassrecordspodcast.com, you can shop and or purchase a few of your favorite swaggy items, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, stickers, etc. If you want to keep tabs on the podcast and when new episodes are out, find it on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I need guests. So if you're in the KC area and want to do an in-person episode, hit me up at badassrecordspodcast at gmail.com. As always, appreciate you stopping by. Hope you enjoy the show. numbers are jumbled but i think this will wind up being episode 67 um not sure anymore um maybe once things are ironed out i'll i'll have it down but nevertheless hanging with jake watson uh badass records podcast how's it going not too bad um anybody ever call you randy (laughs) randy watson no no but uh once once in a while we get uh I've got a couple friends that like to reference the uh, Randy Watson. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but. So, uh, racking my brain trying to go. I mean, we the Hitmen is where we first connected, right? That's right. Uh, now defunct uh, men's hockey uh, team whose uniform scheme and name inspiration was all some college club in minnesota is that well it was i i don't know i thought it was a minor league team minor league okay. wild in the wild farm yes, system yeah uh because uh who let's see what was this kid's name he moved to texas he was the captain of the team for a second and then jason letton put took over and he's the one or did did vic do it first I don't know. Vic was running the show when I got there, yeah. so he must have been after. Well, Lettinen was the one. He's from Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, real real good skater, um, and he was the one that came up with the idea. And it was just, I I guess there were very few objections because <laughs> here came those uniforms, and we had them for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to say the other dude's name was Jim, but nevertheless. Uh, we played with the Hitman for a couple seasons, right? Yep, I think two seasons. Two, yeah. And then was was right that no, then I then I was skating with the River Dogs for a second. Yeah, and and I was we. There was another team that formed the Amarocks, and I jumped over with them. Okay, which then ended up becoming the Avalanche. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then everything in that facility kind of fell apart, and you reached out to me, I think, and said, hey, I'm going to do a, an avalanche team or a team, and yep. it, it became the avalanche. Uh, and we went winless 
right? Yes, we did. We went Perfect o- season. Oh, and twelve or something <laughs> like that. Um, and we had the one super young, fast kid. Yep. Uh, who was like, "We if you don't score three or four goals for us, dude, we're not going. We're never going to win." <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, and it, ultimately, uh, we wound up, uh, on the white Russians together. Yep. You're, you're something of, uh, uh, legendary mentioned by this point on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Prophet's been on, uh, I've, you're, you just come up in other mostly fish related right. conversations, but, uh, I was just before you got here, I was trying to see if you're your old fish and hockey Twitter handle was still around. I didn't, I didn't see it. Uh, I have not been on Twitter for years, but as far as I know, it still exists. Was that, was it just at fish and hockey? Yep. Okay. Yep. I, uh, and you never deleted it. No. Okay. Yeah. I was looking, I don't, I didn't see it. But. Maybe, maybe Musk ship me <laughs> off to <laughs> Twitter purgatory. Cannot get this guy to buy a blue check. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so anyway, uh, Started playing hockey together, played hockey together for many years, and uh, out of that relationship, uh, a show relation. I mean, I I think we've talked about it before, but fifty percent, I think, of my fish shows have been with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, hopefully, uh, that continues into this year and and beyond. But uh, sadly, you. Uh, did a family man kind of thing and packed up camp and moved to Charleston. How long ago now? Almost five years. Yeah. Okay. July will be five years. Wow. But you know, that just that gives us East coast shows to look at. It know? does. It does. <laughs> uh, I was not too terribly surprised, but a little disappointed that, uh, Atlantic city wasn't on the menu, you know, yep, yeah, um, me too. I would think that that was viewed as a success. Right. By, everybody involved i know i came home with less money than i left with (laughs) um so i know we've been over it uh sort of piecemealed here and there and and, in greater stretches on the road mostly on i-70 but um i can't uh seem to keep track of your family tree so uh how did mom and dad meet um they're both from the same small town uh, now my mom was kind of like a military brat. So, okay. Um, but she went to, um, you know, like grade school and then some high school in the little town of Cahoka, Missouri. Okay. Where is <laughs> that? Like Northeast Missouri. Or oh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, that my dad grew up there and then like near Illinois. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, and yep. what else is on the, not on, that would be North, Iowa. but, uh, but like, what's East of the northeast what state is is it does illinois, illinois come down yeah, okay okay yeah, illinois goes the whole east side of missouri it's the whole, the whole thing yeah okay yeah. wow all right so they're both from that town yep yep and it, but like my mom was married first to um my older brother's dad okay um moved to california he was a marine and then um you know after they divorced she ended up back in Back home in Cahokia. Sure. And, uh, your old, have I ever met your older brother? I don't think so. Okay. No, no, okay. I, his name's Patrick, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, so then, you know, she's back in Cahokia, hooked up with my dad. They, uh, I've got an older sister. We're the only two, like, full siblings. Siblings, yeah, okay. Uh, and then uh, had me. Um, then they divorced. My dad remarried. 
had my younger brother. Okay, who I do know. Yep, yep, okay. Jesse. Yep, yep, hockey player as well. And then uh, uh, he divorced his second wife, and then he's married again, uh, has been, gosh, 25-ish years. Oh, okay. So, oh, wow. So and they and then I have a younger sister f- from that marriage, and then just like really to keep it complicated, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse has a younger sister who's you know Tori is she's like a sister to us all she's she's in the family you know, and uh, no blood relation but so okay yeah. um, so when your folks split then are you primarily with mom. Yeah, yeah, it was you know a classic. Uh, dad got us every other weekend, kind of thing. Sure, you know. And, and then, then uh, was he when you would be with him? Would did he put on music at his place, and did your mom at home? Uh, yeah, mom was not. I mean, there was music in the house, but not like she wasn't a prolific music listener. Right, you know, she just um, putting on the radio, or she putting on records, or uh, both. Okay, both, yeah, yeah, she had a record collection, and you know, um, she had you know, boyfriends and friends and things. And that was probably, we heard more music from them, um, probably than her, but yeah, like my dad's side of the family from the time, like we, we went to a bluegrass festival in our hometown, Cahoka, okay. Clark County bluegrass festival, huh. uh, went on for 30 years or more. No more. No more. Okay. Yeah. And, and like went the way of the hitmen, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My. So we went to that every single year. It was kind of a family reunion, and uh, uh, all my cousins were there. My aunts and uncles all played music. Um, nice. Yeah, and uh, um, so, yeah, we. Uh, it was a – I think it, it went on like 10 days before I was born. Uh, it was the second second weekend in uh, August every year. So I was there in the womb, and right, uh, right up to the last one, I, I think I only missed like one the whole no time. No kidding? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. Um, so if any, any specific memories of what mom would put on? No, well, not so. Or boyfriends or yeah, other yeah, folks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was, it was, you know, the classic rock, well, what we call classic rock today, yeah. but yeah. But, uh, we had the record collection for, you know, until probably 10 years ago and nephews took them and things like that. So, I, I mean, I remember going through the records even as nice. a teenager, and yeah. things, you know, but, uh, and it was, uh, it was everything, you know, there was Beatles, Joan Baez and cool. You name it. What about, <clears throat> uh, what about dad? Uh, mostly bluegrass. And okay. Like, he's, uh, he would play bluegrass and put on bluegrass in the house. Oh yeah. Any yeah. artists that you, uh, I mean, everything from, my my grandmother recorded every artist that came through the Cahoga Bluegrass. Uh, like I mean, he had tapes tapes of those. Wow. Um, you know, she was a she was a taper. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, primarily those folks, but also he's a giant Willie Nelson fan. He's like, uh, you know, nice. Willie is his fish. You know? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, he, go ahead. Uh, I was to say he's been to uh, some of the. Um, Fourth of July picnics, Willie's big Fourth of July. That still happen, right? Yeah, it's been weird since COVID. Okay, and then like um, now he started doing him. It's not. He didn't call his Fourth of July picnic anymore, but it's at his his ranch. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Um. So was there aside from stuff you heard at either home was there a record that you first fell in love with or or purchased that kind of started your own personal collection or man it's tough i you know 
I, I really listened to whatever my older brother and sister were listening to. Sure. And that was, you know, hair metal and butt. Also, you know, ACDC. Uh, uh, and then there was, you know, uh, a lot of Who and, and Pink Floyd. Sure. And uh, so, and then, but like my musical tastes when I was 10 and 11, it was just a Walkman and whatever's on the radio, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, by the time I was middle school, I'd kind of find my own thing. I, I was a weird kid. Elvis Costello was like interesting. One of my first like, you know, people I gravitated to. Yeah, strangely, uh, uh, but I love the Beatles. Uh, had John Lennon on the back of my jean jacket. You know? Nice, nice. <laughs> um, I don't know if I ever knew that you were in Elvis Costello. I had a dude on who. He like collects vintage speakers and Elvis Costello releases. Hmm. Like he has, and and uh, people that have covered Costello okay. songs. Yep. I mean, I think it's a pretty substantial collection. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had one of the very first episodes. Somebody gave me like, there's a there's a, an Elvis record on there. It was I was really he always just seemed weird right, uh right. because mostly because like he had that kind of like there was always fame uh or popularity associated with him but i i would never like run into people that were into him yeah yeah and so yeah. then all of a sudden one day he's on mtv with big glasses <laughs> and real close to the camera and it's like oh, what is i don't know what this guy right. but uh it was um uh next year's model or this year's model was the name of the album? The album yeah, yeah. It, I was like, holy sh! And the there's a band, uh, the attractions. The attractions yeah, um, yeah. I was like, god damn, these yeah. guys are f- sick. Yeah, and, they, and they're all back with him now. Like that's his band now. Nice. His uh, attractions again. Um, what about uh, first show? Ah, uh, well, I mean, again, I you know was seeing bluegrass right shows right. from from toddler, but. Um, I saw, so crazy, T.J. Shepard. T.J. Shepard. It's like this country, uh, kind of country love ballad singer okay. Uh, okay. that my mom took me to. Nice. Uh, actually, she says that, I think she tells a story that Bobby Vinton was like the very first as a as a little kid. Okay, okay. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, and, and then like, you know, a show that I selected to go to, yes. you know, like like what I wanted to see. Man, it would have been in high school. Probably, no, I don't know. I don't know what the very first one was. Well, maybe it'll come to you. But yeah. um, so, am I accurate in saying that uh, the level of love for bluegrass on the family level? didn't necessarily stay with you i mean do, i don't know you to listen to a lot of bluegrass or do... ah, i love bluegrass okay music. yeah i just but i don't know you know i i, I guess i get on little kicks of, sure you know um what are you somebody that's versed uh in sort of the genre's roots do you know some staples to like i've never really done much beyond like Bela Fleck or right, just right. the occasional something, something here and there, but I've never really. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, Bill Monroe sure. and Ralph Stanley and, uh, um, 
Allison Krause and her band. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was just I, here last night with Robert Plant. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who else? Is, uh, oh, Mo was here a couple nights ago. Okay. Too. I was like, well, I could have seen them. Right. Too. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I I don't know how uh, encyclopedic my knowledge of bluegrass history sure. is, but 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 if you're feel, listening to it forever, if you're in a mood tomorrow like what where will you go oh old and in the way okay um i mean i, I own all those albums sure you know on cd but nice. uh but uh um, which is grisman and garcia right yep, and yep. who and else peter rowan peter rowan Tony rise okay um who were i think both of those guys were bluegrass boys with right with bill monroe you know so uh had a cat on the uh from the east coast uh the, the one i sent that Nate Bargatze TikTok too. Okay. Um, and uh, we were trying to remember um, the scene in Bittersweet where Trey's in the uh, he's driving his Isuzu Trooper or whatever mm-hmm, that thing mm-hmm. is, and the yep. cruise, and he's got his cap and his glasses, and yep. it's snowy and woody. And he's like, uh, you know, everybody says I'm going to be the next Jimi Hendrix or Jerry. No, you're not, because you didn't grow up listening to blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he lands the thing saying, you know, the kid from New Jersey that went to the mall is part of rock and roll, whether you like it or. But who does he say when he says, you know, like Jerry, you grew up listening to? Yeah, I don't. Is it is it Bill Monroe? He might have thrown Bill Monroe in there, but I thought it was. like a like an old jazz, hmm. like a hot jazz, but I I could be wrong. Well, I'm overdue for a bit yeah, of bittersweet I, viewing. I, I almost like suggested it as one of my albums and wanted to watch it before I before <laughs> I came out, but never got around to um, it. I I mean I do and I don't know why uh, this hasn't landed uh, with the intensity that I always hope that it does, but I tell. <laughs> Hello, sir. Hello, sir. <laughs> I tell that story any opportunity I get, and usually I get like, <laughs> but I'm like, what's wrong with you? Ins- I guess you had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> um. So what? So at what point? I mean, did you? So you're living in the, what's the name of the town again? Cahoka. Cahoka. Uh, I mean, I we moved away from there when I was two. My parents two. divorced when I was okay. two. Okay, okay. And then did you, K- Casey area from there? Mm-hmm. Okay, and Northland? Yep, uh, Northmore. Okay, and mm-hmm. then high school up there? Yeah, uh, high, by high school we were over living by Worlds of Fun, so right. we like, went to Winnetonka. Okay, um, okay. So. Um, and then what? What did, after high school, what did you do? Uh, started in culinary school. Okay, uh, at know. JUCO? Yeah. Nice. yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, um, then met Christy, you know, I was 20 or 19 when we met. Wow. And, uh, okay. I guess I'd forgotten that you guys, that it was that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's wild. And, and then, uh, you, you did, uh, industry stuff or service industry stuff yep. for a while, yep, right? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so now I was from two to 41 i was in kansas city the whole okay, time okay so. okay nice um so uh how, how long do you say you've been in charleston now almost five years almost five yeah. okay so um if you've got almost five in charleston and 39 in kc uh that qualifies you i think to say to give us a best worst 
of KC and of Charleston. Can yeah. you do that? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, I'd never lived anywhere but here, but right. we traveled quite a bit, yeah. you know, and, uh, but man, when you live, when I moved there, it was, it's, it's like a total culture shock, you know, it's, uh, they have a ton of traffic, which I'm not used to, um, here, I lived four miles from work there, I got like oh, an yeah. hour commute. Oh, you know? wow, okay. And so it's like, it's like really a different world, you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, but no, I love it out there. The weather, you can't complain about that. You know, weather's great. Um, there's a lot to do there. Uh, but I sure miss Kansas City, man. This do city, you really? This city's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you? Oh no, you drove. I was gonna. But have you? You, you haven't come I haven't through. Seen the new airport. Me yet. either. Mm-hmm. Me either. I mean, everybody seems to love it. I loved the old one. I right, thought it was right. fine. But um, that's man. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, a couple of situations when I was there what three and a, three and a half years ago yeah. uh yeah i mean basically um a, a couple of situations like merging or, right. or, or, ch- or switching highways or whatever and just being like wow i yeah. mean yeah it's, you it's, gotta be on your toes no doubt yeah they don't use turn signals it's uh it's it's wild yeah um i've also shared uh <laughs> so for for atlantic city last summer uh, because of the airline credit, I flew into, was it Trent, Newark, trained to Trenton, trained to Philly, trained to Atlantic City. And then when we're about to go our separate ways, you're like, do you want to ride to Philly? And I was like, I'm, I mean, not necessarily. That's out of the way. And you're like, I mean, I'm going to Philly. And it was uh, not cold that day. And downtown was bananas, yeah. like smelled like pee. There was like some <laughs> aggressive homelessness. Uh, and then that, uh, Penn, what's Penn Station? What was the name of the place? <clears throat> um, let's see. It is uh, Re- Reading Terminal. Reading Terminal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were doing some serious business. Yeah. And I imagine that was just a regular old lunch rush. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Every but, time I've been in there, it's it's like that. It's just wall-to-wall people um there's a guy from um pittsburgh skating with the russians for the last year um good good skater um and uh i i know uh, i I won't be able to do it justice but I, i mentioned to him that trip and a couple of other people too and like both people or all three people whatever like guest your order ah. you know or i mean so, so it was like a, a a roasted pork roasted pork sandwich from denix yeah um uh, yeah. but there was something about like broccoli raw yes and uh a nice sharp provolone cheese <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious yeah the, the broccoli rob part like yeah, you know, I was like, "What?" The first time it happened, and the second time, I was like, "Man, this is a phenomenon." <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Don't go to sleep on the roast pork sandwich, right? You know, uh, cheesesteak's nice, but <laughs> yeah, um, crazy stuff. I mean, I, I know there's a ton more to Philly than just that little quadrant, but that that was an interesting intro. Um, but. So you were, uh, thank you for being here. I haven't said that, by the way. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, you were kind enough to send me a list. Um, and uh, usually I'll just tackle them chronologically. So we'll start uh, in 1985 with uh, Tom Waits, Rain Dogs. Rain Dogs. 
I've got just as it happens, I've got a bunch of notes nice. um, from uh, that episode that I mentioned that's not out yet. Um, but I want to just kind of breeze through some of them because this is really a mighty list of songs here. You know, well, uh, you, you know, so seventeen records uh, for him, um, and man, this is. Near the tops. Yeah. It's so freaking good. Yeah, um, I love it. 19 songs, 54 minutes. Uh, I immediately, I, I tell this story all the time too. It doesn't resonate like I anticipated it will. Uh, but I immediately recognized Mark Rubeau. His guitar is right. Un, I mean, so he was on Surrender to the Air. Okay. Did you ever? It, I did, mean, I, I've heard Surrender to the Air. Yeah. Uh, and then he put out two. Um, uh, well, I, he he may have put out other things, but he's put out two records: uh, Mark Ribot y los Cubanos Postizos, like the prosthetic Cubans, hmm. um, and they're fan fucking tastic. They're like like a Latin, a little dirty, funky, right. uh, and not quite that same tone of guitar that you hear here and in Surrender to the Air, but uh, it's still recognizable as his. Right. Um, and uh, th- those albums are fantastic. And right. so uh, I've, I've talked to you about uh, Julia Mordaunt's Spotify playlist, right? She's the creative manager for Fish. Okay, okay. And I saw it in a Facebook group post, uh, F- Fish Facebook group post one day. Um, she's created uh, a playlist that is all of the walk-up intermission and post-show yep, music yep. from 09 to current like they're just so it's 10,500 hours and almost 600 albums and it's all that i listen to okay. in my uh kitchen just okay. on shuffle all yep. this, and if i hear something i like i add it to my streaming and then i'll whatever um but so there have been plenty of shows where the, the music the house of music's playing i'm like this is incredible I wish I knew who this was. Right. <clears throat> and then there's been uh, times where they're playing like an album that everybody knows and it's super fun because mm-hmm. everybody's singing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then there's been a couple times where they play an album that I have that very few people know. And Mark Rabot was one of those one okay. time. And I was like, I fucking know. <laughs> yeah. um, so I love, love Mark Rabot. Um But let's pause there. Tell me how uh, Tom Waits came into your life and how did this album? Sure, sure. Well, so uh, on my musical journey uh, in high school, we had a little group of friends and one of the guys in that group, Jesse Graham, he was uh, uh, just incredible guy, awesome person and uh, character and uh, smartest guy I know. Um, but he, he worked at music land. (laughs) So he always got, you know, the inside scoop and just, uh, you know, encyclopedic brain for, uh, for music, you know? And, uh, so he would turn us on to all of the stuff, you know? And, uh, Tom Waits, he definitely, you know, steered me towards him, you know, probably 14, 15 years old. And I don't know what about it resonated but i love i mean you know it's like every song he's a different character and it's just you know rich yeah 
and the lyrics are something else, you know? Absolutely something so. else. Um, <clears throat> I forgot to mention that, um, I mean, it's one thing for, you know, we all know our phones are listening when we yeah. speak, unless there's a way some people say you can go in and turn it off. But um, I think that it is dialed into your keyboard, too. Yeah. Because I texted this kid, um, uh, and hey, let's schedule, let's do the Tom Waits' cart, blah, blah, blah. And, and so nothing spoken. Right. And then, like, moments after that, or not too long after that, I was on Facebook, and you had just shared uh, uh, something from a Tom Waits fan club right 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 group facebook group and i was like huh that's funny (laughs) and and i don't know if it was the exact post that you shared but what but i came across uh a post that was like a one paragraph review of all of his albums Mm, yeah definitely nothing Uh, okay well anyway so i i printed that off and just i said it there and we would talk about each record and okay what that guy what did he have to say about it gotcha we were like really dialed in i mean same vibes as this whoever this author of this right, post right. was but um anyway so your buddy uh he's, he's always got the yeah he he always had the you know who knew who the the new artists were the hip artists and then all also just like you guys should listen to this you guys right. sh- should know who this right. these people are yeah. yeah um yeah there there's um because this is i mean uh, all of his, he he I think you know he put out his his first record and and then I think every year in the seventies for like six or seven years right and, and like you know um, most of it is pretty awesome yeah um, there are a couple like um, God the first <sighs> Heart of Saturday Nights amazing Small Change is amazing. And there's one or two others that are just fantastic. And then uh, I think he, maybe by the last one in the 70s, parts ways with um, Bones Howe is the name of the producer. And then okay. so, then he's doing s- stuff in the 80s that's completely different. Right. Uh, like the couple or three leading up to this are like, I don't know what's up or what's down anymore, like Swordfish Trombones and a okay, right, couple, couple right, records right. like that. Um but track two, clap hands, uh, you know, uh, just so great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned the lyrics uh, said, "Steam, steam, a hundred bad dreams, going up to Harlem with a pistol in his jeans, a fifty dollar bill and a paladin's hat, and nobody's sure where Mister Knickerbocker's at." Yeah, I mean. <laughs> man. <laughs> Uh, so 22 musicians credited on this thing, including Keith Richards and G. Smith. Oh, G- good old G. Smith. Right? Yeah. And the Saturday Night Live band. Yeah, or uh, in Bob Dylan for years. Oh, yeah. was he, he really? He was in Dylan's band for years oh, and years. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I say years and years, for several hours. Yeah. Uh, the blurb on Apple Music, uh, a cranky walk through an old house with no level floor. Waits' beatnik poetry has twisted into a singular vision of the world that escapes the bo- the bonds of time and geography um it's uh most of it was written in a manhattan basement room which is um you know uh an observation that i love as it shows the dedication he showed in producing his craft and, and releasing 17 records across nearly four full decades um the guy 
he just had it when it came to, uh, or so it seems. Here's my idea for a record. Blah, writes the record, you know, in whatever Trey Tom Marshall, you know, skeleton form, and 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 then uh, brings the other musicians in. And I think you know has been some what hands on producing wise production wise yeah um just like insanely intelligent it would seem um and not a care in the world for trying to sound like anything else that has ever been yeah i mean his the first couple are like um um you know not they're not sinatra e, but they're they're more sort of to that yeah crooner Yes, Kinda. and yeah. then it quickly morphs into the like you know underbelly, uh, dingy dive, yes. uh, b- bourbon and cigarettes and absolutely uh, call girl ladies whatever. Um, but and it's it's a shame because I think uh, a lot of people uh, you know the physicians hammer on the knee. Uh, oh, the, the guy with the gravelly voice. Like right. I mentioned that, that discography episode to my boss. He's like, I never, it's like, man, get a drink of water. I'm like, that's not, <laughs> that's not what's happening. Um, yeah. So go ahead. Oh, I was just, I, and I think I, I like gravitate to, <clears throat> you know, unusual voices too, you know? Sure. I mean, sure. Uh, you know, Willie Nelson, mm-hmm. I mean, Tom Waits, I love it. Jerry Garcia, mm-hmm. you know, not a classic Bob Dylan. Not, right. You know, you, right. it's not a voice yeah. that people try to emulate when they're in high school choir. <laughs> um, so this is Waits on his mind, uh, his mistrust of fashionable studio techniques. If I want to sound, uh, I usually feel better if I've chased it and killed it, skinned it and cooked it. Most of the things... Uh, you can get with a button nowadays. So if I was trying for a certain drum sound, my producer would say, oh, for Christ's sake, why are we wasting our time? Let's just hit this little cup with a stick here, sample something, take a drum beat from another record, and make it bigger in the mix. Don't worry about it. I'd say no. I would rather go in the bathroom and hit the door with a piece of two-by-four very hard. Mark Rabot on... Recording Rain Dogs with them. Rain Dogs was my first major label type recording, and I thought everybody made records the way Tom makes records. I've learned since that it's a very original and individual way of producing. Um, and he also mentions that they wouldn't rehearse before recording. Hmm. Waits would play the song for the band on acoustic guitar, and then they would just go record. Make that song. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, Waits on recording with Keith Richards. There was something, oh, this is hilarious. There was something in there that I thought he'd understand. I picked out a couple of songs that I thought he would understand, and he did. He's got a great voice, and he's just a great spirit in the studio. He's very spontaneous. He moves like some kind of animal. I was trying to explain uh, Big Black Mariah, and I finally uh, started to move in a certain way, and he said, why didn't you do that to begin with? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Let's see, track 15, Blind Love, Down Home Blues and Western, wow. featuring Richards on guitar. Love it. And backing vocals, one of the gems. Um, and did uh, did somebody, who covered that song? You know. Bob Seeger? Um, yes. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. Um, 
Arian Berger from Rolling Stone. Rain Dogs is bony and me- menacingly beautiful. It's quirky, near pop, the all pro instrumentation, <clears throat> pushing weights, not so melodic, but surprisingly flexible vocals out front were his own p- peculiar freak flag. His big heart and his romantic optimism gloriously fly. Um, so, um, yeah, Downtown Train, uh, Rod's, there, there's, there's a whole umbrella of like weight song yeah, yeah that like i've forgotten many of which like for example uh way down in a hole yeah the wire did, did you ever watch the- well i never watched the wire but i knew that song okay. was the the theme the theme and they did it like different every season or yeah something like yeah that. That same um, song different take mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so um there was some kind of let's see here. Bob Seger. Bob Seger recorded a version of Downtown Train before Stewart. Then one month after Seger told Stewart, Stewart recorded his and later claimed that he didn't steal the idea from Seger. And it's like flipping Bob Seger and Rod Stewart. Uh, Rob Rod Stewart, man, he's he's questionable, you know. He, he, forever young. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, but which one were you talking about? Uh, I thought. I thought blind love. I thought somebody unusual. I thought Pro- probably. Uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's a you know it's a song that people know and have no idea. It's Tom Waits, you know. Blind love, Tom Waits. Will it tell us? Uh, probably should ask who covered it. There you go. Covered by Squid, Charlie Giordano. Hmm. All right, I must be getting my wires crossed. Silver Hearts. Um, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah, why wouldn't that one be listed first? Right, right. <laughs> anyway, um, I yeah. So so this guy, this cat, uh, Sammy, uh, said that he has. Um, uh, a holy trinity of of weights records and it's small change um rain dogs and one of the very late ones um let's see here do i still have no well anyway um i bet i can find it And I love that he's an actor. I mean, like, uh, mm. you know, uh, from Dracula to, and and the movie Shortcuts. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That scene, him in that diner. Oh, it's gold. I think it's Mule versions. It might be Mule versions. Anyway, um, yeah, he's just um, incredible. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really pleased that I, uh, when I, when I, when he came and did his first episode and I, uh, I went back, uh, and listened to small change. I was like, Oh my God, like I forgot how many amazing songs were on this. And then yeah. I went, uh, and played heart of Saturday night. And it was the same thing. And it was like, I don't know how I arrived at a point where I thought there was just like three or four pretty good songs and the rest were okay. Like right, right. most of what he's putting out on, especially on particular albums uh, all of it's great yeah um yeah 
But uh, funny, you uh, stayed in the mid-late 80s for the bulk of your list. Yeah, um, yeah. I had, and I think that was just timing thing. Yeah. Know, like when, when I came of age. Right. <laughs> so uh, from 85 to uh, 86, uh, Paul Simon Graceland. Yeah, man. Which um, I revisited um, Thursday night, going to the batting cages with my boy. And he's typically pretty quiet in the car anyway. But uh, he was his. But if he's if he's dialed in, he'll he'll have lots of questions, or he'll comment right. on the track name or whatever. Um, there was a lot to it. I don't I don't think I've ever. If I've sat down and listened to Graceland start to finish, I don't remember doing so. Oh, okay. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. Yep. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, Paul, how you crossed paths with Paul Simon when and how? Yeah, I, you know, where I, fa- I think, I mean, his voice, well, like Simon and Garfunkel, even, I, for whatever reason, I, I loved their voices. For sure. <clears throat> you know, and uh, like as a young kid. And, uh, and yeah, Paul Simon just, it, it, it's like, I don't know if you ever, you know, speak to somebody and like their voice like soothes you and you almost feel the hairs raised. Yeah. You know, that's Paul Simon. You know, I can just listen to him for sure. Relax anytime. But, uh, do and, you, re- do you remember? So was it, uh, it had to have been in Atlantic city when we had a couple or three Paul Simon situations in the car driving around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if one of them was a satellite radio situation. Probably so. But yep. there, but I, th- we heard a track or two from Graceland, but then we heard one that was not, if I remember correctly, that was also really, really fantastic and prompted me to say, "God damn, Paul Simon." Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like any of his albums, I can just you know find joy in listening to them. You know, do you know? Um, other albums of his well be it besides this one so not like track by track like sure. i know graceland i mean i'm i've probably listened to that album you know 200 times you wow know? yeah 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 and uh like christy and i we enjoy it together sure a few albums that if we're going on a road trip right that one's always played you know <laughs> <clears throat> and uh yeah yeah but uh but so yeah but there you know there's been four or five albums of simon's and or um, Simon and Garfunkel and or just like <clears throat> you know uh, disc uh, not discographies but uh, compilations sure <clears throat> right that I've I've worn out you know <laughs> yeah um, so this is 11 songs 43 minutes 7th of 15 for him including seven psalms which by the time this airs will be out uh, May 19th okay uh, didn't know it, it kind of doesn't look like he's really you know, he's he's been consistently, you know, not like every year, but right. he doesn't have, I don't think, any big gaps where he was not making music. Not make, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, which is, you know, if you go back to, I, I imagine Simon and Garfunkel wasn't his first outfit. Yeah, well, I mean, I think. I mean, like our, ever, like he right, maybe he right. did something. Yeah, it, they uh, they called themselves something else, but I think it was just him and Garfunkel. They had, uh, they had. Uh, their first album, they had a name of some kind, okay, but okay. I can't remember what. Now. Huh? Well, but I mean, I wonder if he was playing in something or uh, gigging or recording at all, and, and when they met, I'm sure. You know, yeah, yeah. I think he was a he was a songwriter, and then, um, you know, it was one of those things. Somebody in the industry like put them together. Ah, nice. Their voices, you know. Um, 
uh, album of the year, Grammy in 87, added to the U.S. National Recording Registry, uh, 16 plus million copies sold, 50 plus people credited musician-wise. Um, a lot of controversy. Uh, I mean, the, the wiki for this, this album alone is ginormous. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just uh, because of South Africa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's uh, a whole bunch on that. And then, uh, is it Linda Ronstadt? Is she on Mm -hmm. the track? Yeah. And she had done something like, something similar not too long before this so it like she had the you know that scarlet letter and then she joins up with ah, him and, gotcha. um so there's a bunch about that but then there's also um uh, one or two accusations of people saying that he stole stuff from them and uh mm. who knows right, but right. it's like um cons- uh, like I don't know what the concept of the album, I don't think I could articulate it because I'm not an expert on it. But um, there is a, a a vibe or a concept, and it's like I remember hearing it. Uh, one friend in particular played it a bunch, you know, around the time it came out, um, and it was like you know, kind of opened this fabric to this idea of worldly music. World music, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I don't know what I had prior to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. so if, if it's violating all these things in this one lane, you know, it's, it's doing, uh, positive things over here sure, to sure. me in my mind. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so do you think, you think there are a couple or three others that are like worth owning or, or, or listening to on the reg? Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, like I said, this is the one like studio album that I can listen to over and over sure. and over again. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I think virtually anything that he's done has just been, yeah. you know, it's, it's first rate for sure. Absolutely. And then, um, there was at least one video from this album, right? Quite a few. Uh, yeah. Okay. It, okay. Yeah. I mean, he made a lot of videos now, whether any of them got any play, you know, but you <clears throat> call me Al. Yep. Like, was that one like, Fun Chevy Chase, yes, was in it. yes, yep, yep, and yeah, very irreverent. The video had nothing to do with the song. Well, I don't know what the song's about anyway, to right? Be honest, right? You can call me Betty, <laughs> Betty, when you call me Al. I'll I mean, call you Betty, right? Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, he made it several videos, um, for these. I remember uh, Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz Pizza, uh huh, of course, yeah, uh. In between the the, rock, the rocket fire, shows, rocket uh, fire explosion band, yep, that's be- creepy bear. Between or- their sets, when they were on set break, <laughs> they would lower a screen and uh, like pretty regular play was. Uh, you call me out. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so I remember. I uh, can't imagine there was more than one showbiz. I went to the one at Antioch Mall. Uh, okay, so. I, that's probably the same one yeah. um i think there was one in independence okay maybe okay somewhere out there well i more than once the one we went to the main stage with the rocket fire explosion band yeah. and then there was two other stages yeah over here was a dude like doing stand-up yep a uh, mouse maybe yeah yeah and then i can't remember what it was uh it was like jug band uh guy with like a maybe an old gas station setup. 
Okay. A bear. Yeah. Like a box guitar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, man, that uh, I don't. I, I just uh, aside from my sister and I both being terrified of that gorilla. You know, <laughs> yeah. The keys, yeah. Uh, other than that, like that was heaven on earth. That was the place. Right. Yeah. Um, I took. I had something from it down here. I took my kids to Chuck E. Cheese a few years ago. It was terrifying. Oh, I mean, like, they were super, super weird about uh, the food. And, like, you, if you, you got to have the, the right piece of, you know, disposable plateware okay for right. if you if you're getting salad bar you better have it in the bowl that they gave you and your slice you have to keep your same plate ah, i mean and right. they come around and they're like looking it's and then all the customers so you, that's not even your first interaction you know right. like um i always uh reflect on um one of the brew pubs that i helped manage in college uh was the first place I heard uh, if you don't greet people at the host stand within two minutes, mm -hmm. like good luck, you know, it's cause the experiences are, so you just, uh, hello, Hey, we'll, we'll be with you in a sec, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. As long as they feel, you know, like you've addressed their right. Anyway. Right, right. Um, so coming into Chuck E. Cheese, it's just like the, I mean, rogues gallery, miss like just the way these folks look. It's like I, w I wonder how much of that they dressed up as for their interview, right? right um, but right. The, but anyway, they're in charge, so that's your first. It's like oh my god, and then the food thing, which is super super weird, and then when it's time for uh, the rat to come out, this employee just kind of skulks out from the back room and goes into a closet and comes back out full costume, except for the head right into a closet and then back out and the head and then just kind of like walk around like they're, you know, strung out a little bit. Just, I mean, and I just remember feeling like, uh, absolutely terrified germ wise. Yeah, you know, right. video games and sneeze before COVID even, and it's all kind of dark in there. So yeah. you can't really tell how yeah. clean anything is. Yeah, there, and, there's an awesome meme about Chuck E. Cheese that like talks about our uh, come down and have some rat pizza at our <laughs> child casino or yeah. whatever. <laughs> nice, <It's> awesome. <laughs> but it used to be a magical place, you know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Showbiz for sure was. Showbiz, yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, still in the eighties, moving ahead a few years, nineteen eighty nine, uh, Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique. Yeah, man. Um, this might be the most selected uh, album. Album, yeah. Oh, in the in the podcast. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, which is um interesting to me because. Uh, I was very much uh, dialed into what was happening when uh, License to Ill came out. Yeah. And then college, or I'm sorry, uh, late in high school, it's like uh, ill communication and check your head. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't own them, but they, lots of people, they were almost always on at like house parties or right. whatever. Yep. But uh, I didn't even know Paul's Boutique existed until like 
I mean, I might have been 20 or 21. Okay. Um, So I completely missed that it came out. I found that a couple of other folks had the same experience. What about you? So for me, I mean, of course I'd heard, um, you know, Brass Monkey and, Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I was never, I was not a giant Beastie Boys fan until Paul's Boutique came out. Okay. Okay. Well, it's, I mean, it blows, License to Ill was something. It yep. was wow yeah. factor, create like a, a good record, like a good debut, and then it's it's kind of silly, right? In, right. In, once you dig your teeth into this one, right, right, and like there's a lot of songs on this that are silly too, and that's like part of. I mean, I w- I wanted to be the Beastie Boys <laughs> when I was in high school. I mean, okay, they, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, that was that was my jam. You nice. Know? I mean, I'd, Dressed like them, you know, for Adidas because of them. And, nice, uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, this it, like I said, there are some silly songs on this on on this and the, some of the lyrics, and that's part of what I love about them. Well, I mean, I mean, silly in the concept of like you've got a lot of um, well-told raps and stories on License to Ill, but you've also got girls and yep. fight for your right to party yep. and yep. and like. And then you move into this, which is all, like this super secret underground, the grooviest of the grooviest. Yep. Like everybody wants to be here at that party where that's playing. And you, you, when you experience that and you look at License to Ill, it's like, pfft, right. Yeah, know? I agree. I agree. So many people like License to Ill. And, and, and you know, it, like I said, I, 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 nothing wrong with a, with a, with a good, uh, Fight for your right to sure, party sure. in the in the right context. But. Um, so uh, one guest called it uh, or said that it's been called the million dollar record or the record that will never could never be made again because yeah. of all the samples. Right. Um, and I, you know, I've never really uh, dug around too much on that, but um, it sort of seems like that's the break. Like they got away with it. Yep. I don't know if they ever had to pay, but then beyond that, like nobody gets away with it anymore. Is that that's that's at least the the folklore around? Sure. It, yes. You know? yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it, it was this uh, incredible album, and I mean, I remember when it came out. You know, reading in Rolling Stone about it. Like, sure. You know, just the even at the beginning, the going on about all the samples and you know the incredible way they put it together it is but it's yeah i mean i don't uh it it depends on the mindset i guess i don't really stick around for uh what's the final b-boy booyah bass yeah Yeah, yeah. which is 12 and a half minutes yeah a bunch of funny things sort of smashed together yeah so i don't necessarily stick around for that but if you beginning up until that point like the whole thing is like uh uh, you know, like I said, uh, some kind of cosmic. It's an assault on your senses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it just makes me want to like unplug from the rest of the world and just be yeah. in that yeah. vibe. Um, you know, and uh, the cover art is uh, uh, iconic. You know. Yep. Um, yep. Anyway, um, what? So, what about the rest of their stuff? Oh yeah, For, like. After with Paul's Boutique on, giant fan all through high school. Um, so for sure, check your head. Loved it. Ill communication, loved it. You know, and uh, and then kind of after that, 
Um, I still bought all the albums, but you know, you like Hello Nasty? I do like Hello Me Nasty. Too. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, about yeah. In Sound from Way Out? That's where I kind of start to, okay. you know, I, and and I don't know what what changed or you know, probably me my taste growing in different sure. directions, you know, and I guess I found Fish by then. Right. <laughs> Any others that we didn't mention that you recall being awesome? Yeah, for me it was always those those three. Okay. Paul's boutique, your communication. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. Right and uh, check your head. Um. So. We finally get out of the 90s and, and get into 1991. And uh, when you mentioned Matthew Sweet's Girlfriend, I was like, that has definitely come up as an album that you have liked in yeah. conversation yeah. And before. And I, like other so many other things, forget. Right. And that's like, oh, yeah. And so um, 15 tracks, 60 minutes, third of 18 records. Yeah, he's just been to, up until like recently. Just keeps. Yeah, how in the world? I, I remember he. You know, it's like, you know, this era. It's not just um, grunge, and it's, yeah, it's sort of a, a whole other. You know, a handful of pockets of music are kind of opening up. Yeah, and he was sort of horde festy, but poppier. Like I don't know know exactly where he was, but I was aware of him and right, girlfriend right um but it was very short-lived yeah um yeah h- how this one landed in your lap I, you know i don't know who put it in my mind uh or where who suggested it to me or what but i think probably just the song girlfriend as a single sure. you are know, you are you good it. on water need more mm-hmm. no i'm good okay I'm good. but yeah that's probably where it started and and then bought the album but you know his guitar is super I mean that's him, you know. When you hear yeah, it, you yeah. you don't mistake it for anybody else. I think that's probably what first like made me a huge Matthew Sweet fan. But also, for whatever reason, that time uh, of my life, uh, there were lots of little festivals that Lawrence had a couple a year. Absolutely, he, he was making those rounds. You know, you could, um, he was accessible. I guess. Yeah, I, 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 you know, again, it's like uh, I want to sort of attach, not attach him to, but put him next to like Big Head Todd. Yeah, yeah. Samples and that kind of. Anyway, uh, I, I definitely went to. I think this is the, well. We've we were we went to Omega together. Uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, um, the heck's the name of it that moved to Arkansas? Oh uh, yeah, uh, Wakarusa. Wakarusa, yeah. So uh, Green Eggs and Ham Jam was at there at Clinton Lake, mm-hmm. Pete Fish yep. Farm. Okay, and then it was Omega, and then it was Wakarusa. Uh, those, uh, those are three that I know of that I went to. I and right. I'm certain there were others. Do you, any? And you got Day on the Hill. Back yep. In, yep. in Lawrence, you know proper, and uh, I went to that several years, and. Uh, uh, and then he would play. I'm trying to think venues that I saw him at here in Kansas City. It, I don't. I don't know why, but he came here once or twice a year. Okay. So, like, live music. You know, at 15 and 16 years old, I could start to to go see some things. Yeah. And, and he happened to come through a lot, and it was I was I was hooked on him. But I and I love. I mean, uh, I think he's got great lyrics. I think he's. Uh, oh yeah, excellent. He's, uh, uh, you know, puts his heart on his sleeve, you know. For and, sure. Uh, there's some, there's some kind of creepy songs like. Oh uh, really? Like Winona. Uh huh. It's, yeah. It's it's about his crush on Winona Ryder. I wondered. And like you know, <clears throat> you hear the lyrics. He uh, 
you know, doesn't know her, you know, so he's kind of creeping on her a little bit. Is there another uh, track right after that that's also a girl's first name? Yeah, or something like well, that. Well, yeah, Evangeline. Yeah, yeah, okay. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, he's he, uh, and then the there's a song called "I'm I'm Waiting" or okay. "I've Been Waiting." Right? Uh-huh. Uh If you listen to those, it, to me, it sounds like he's been waiting on an underage girl to turn eighteen, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nice like the lyric goes uh when you said to me you're not so old did i know it then because i had just been told oh man so i don't know and then i've been waiting and i want to have you oh man <laughs> but even through all that yeah love the guy um lincoln nebraska i didn't know that's where uh, he was from and then he, he, i guess i did know that and forgot that that's and probably why it plays right after high school he moved to athens Okay, Georgia. Georgia yep. So may- maybe he's crossing widespread. Yeah, path. isn't that well, an REM? An REM. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I I loved REM. So maybe there's. I think some they sound actually in there. connected him okay. and Michael Stipe, and uh, I don't know if it was uh, like recording tutorials or if they gig together, but there's some connection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, during the pandemic, you know, when everybody was on Zoom and things, I. I follow him on Facebook and uh, uh, he did several like live. Uh, I'm going to play music in my garage and you guys Venmo me money. And for real. Yeah. And people yeah. did. I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I okay. mean, it was, you know, and you could, I love the guy. I mean, I just think he's like, you know, an emotional, uh, very thoughtful person, you know? And I think it was, he was, you could tell he was struggling. I watched the first couple of them, you know, and he was like struggling with the idea of he's out here begging for tips. And he's literally oh. in a garage full of stuff with, you know, <laughs> playing his guitar. And it was awesome. Hey, I, I mean, loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, I watched a few of them in the first couple. He was, it was very uncomfortable for him. <laughs> yeah. Understandably so. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Um, so, after you sent me your list, uh, you said you might add one or two. Um, are there any others that come, you know, just off the top of your head that have been big either in youth or recently or somewhere in the middle? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, Bob Dylan, highway 61 revisited. Okay. I wore that thing out nice. on cassette and then CD. Is that the, uh, well, the title track has that like slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He'll, that's a really good one. Uh, any others? Uh, I was going to, one of the ones I had in mind was uh, Bittersweet Motel. Okay. You know, just a, a, a soundtrack. A, something a little different, yeah. Um, gosh. Uh, I guess we get the, obviously we get bit the acoustic version of Bittersweet to close it. Yeah. Um, and then what's the, what's he playing when he's, you know, on stage doing the where he's in the groove so to speak um it's not simple um but yeah you've got the uh that there's a golgi apparatus well i was just gonna beautiful say, in there. uh well and i i mean that's uh right when we get home girl uh or it's it's we're bleeding into the festival grounds and we start to get the yes. hodgepodge yes and then eventually we get the you know what she does some <laughs> <laughs> huh. i think she's got a balloon and she does a little dance and there's a, like, a dude that walks by 
God, did they ever actually release a soundtrack for that? Or no, and, yeah, but, uh, no, no, um, or at least not to my knowledge. There's uh, definitely a 2001 somewhere in there. Yep. There's yep. Uh, some. I'm picturing like they're on a bus, kind of like coming into a European town, and it's a very like oh, like a overwhelming and, right. and whatever's playing then is is. Perfect, perfect for that yeah. i mean not that there's uh, you know areas that aren't perfect el- elsewhere in the, in the yeah. movie but uh of course uh um the way that they did uh roses are free yeah the rehearsal yeah yep. into the into the yeah yeah live jam yeah. um there's whatever's playing when he's popping the balloons um Frankenstein that ends with the doors opening and Trey and Fishman, like one of them's pretending to blow the other. Oh yeah, 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 right, right. <laughs> Which is right after uh, all the heads cut off everywhere across. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I would just, I would have died. I would have died. Get to get home and develop. Yeah, that. And get your film back. Um, yeah. I swear that's Trey's arm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I was talking to a uh, dude from uh, uh, Whiskey Mash Band. Um, he had uh, a String Cheese album, a Hendrix album, and Farmhouse, oh. which is fascinating. Um, and so we we talked some some studio fish, and I uh, he was not aware. I had a, my copy of um, uh, Sigma Oasis sitting over there like he didn't know about that he didn't know about uh Kazvat fox and he didn't know about uh get more down oh shoot do you know about get more down i don't know <sighs> well i mean i was telling him it's like uh it just came out like late last year okay. maybe I, I don't know if it was halloween affiliated like Kazvat was or not right. but um uh I remember seeing something and being like, oh shit, like there's an, and then I spaced and then eventually I was like, oh yeah, a new fish album. I got to fucking, and so I put it on. I was like, what in the world? And so it's called get more down. And you know, it says something like a sci-fi. It's some kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. But- there was a yeah they released uh, like a comic book with it maybe too i think you might be right yeah 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 um so in that episode i was just mentioning you know one listen i was like i don't know if i like this which yeah. is not a, a feeling that i but then last week when i mowed i put it on again and i was like oh there's there's like a story this is uh you know there's uh characters and thing it's a deeper so maybe if i read up yeah i would but there i mean it it opens with um knuckle bone broth avenue which um i remember them playing that and i was it was like i don't know if it was a halloween it is and it was it was the the musical house okay and so it's a debut uh and people like i was streaming it and people i feel like were like yeah, this is and I, and that, that's one of the better tracks right. on the you know so, <laughs> uh, but it it's 
I mean, I would love for you to at some point, yeah, I'll uh, listen to it, listen to it yeah. uh, as um, distraction free as possible, and right. shoot me your two cents on it. Um, <clears throat> I need to take it back in there and do it a couple more times, but like I told this guy, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know if I can handle. Uh, at this age, having uh, starting a, a fresh list of things I don't like about fish, because <laughs> right. the only thing that would be on there right now would be the cutoff heads from the fish. <laughs> like, dude, and they thought it was so hilarious. Right. Like nobody in all of Europe, you know. Anyway, uh, so speaking of them, uh, if you wouldn't mind, for those that don't know, um, will you take me back to your introduction to fish and and sort of walk me up to today? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> we worked with a guy who was a giant fan and, you know, I knew dead songs, uh, had not seen Grateful Dead. Um, but I knew they were kind of, you know, this friend of mine, Troy, he was a deadhead and also liked fish and I was like, well, I'll give him a listen, you know? So he gave me a couple of uh, shows on cassette <clears throat> Man, I loved them, and then they happened to be coming through Kansas City in 1994. Remember what the shows were? No, I have no okay. idea what ones he gave me. Um, coming through '94. Okay, uh, I had tickets to that, and then I moved to Colorado. Oh, and, didn't. and so six eleven '94, Red Rocks ended up being my first because they were there first, and then here. So I, I like had my memorial. Was it memorial or municipal? Yeah. Uh, municipal was 95 memorial was 94 and they came back in 95 at municipal yes so, yeah yeah so you'd seen or heard a couple shows and then went and saw <clears throat> that one yeah and uh it had a great time and you know i th- i think the the scene was more fun for me than you know i wasn't <clears throat> super into the music yet didn't know any of the gags tricks anything. right right i mean I, i'm pretty sure they were they were playing chess that night Mm, no, fall 95 95 yeah. yeah yeah municipal like i <clears throat> later i found out they had made a chess move i had no clue you know i'm right. sure i was in the beer line or whatever right but so um but i had a great time at that show in 1994 and then a live one comes out before they came back in 95 and that's when i really got like hooked you know the the album alive one i loved it and uh yeah um course, i was i go ahead yeah i was just you know in those days you couldn't you, you couldn't get live shows like you can now right you go into seventh heaven and yeah buying bootleg stuff you yeah know? from imported from europe and right. it's like 49 dollars. Yeah, exactly um i had by the time hoist and alive one came out uh my show collection was decent and so uh, I, I was, I'm pretty sure I was getting the Doniac Chavice. Okay. And like knew that a live one was coming out. Somehow I heard. Yeah. And uh, when it came out, and I learned that, like I loved it. I, I mean, I was like, this is cool that it's because uh, you know, trading bootlegs, you know, and yeah. always having a stash of blank Max LXL2s on hand, and all the things that go into that. Uh, is sort of the black market, but then that now this is like out on a label for the pub- yeah. public to buy, um, which I loved, and the content is fat is great. But uh, I was really blown away that they sort of just poached 
uh, from a handful of, like Cincinnati. Yeah. I don't even remember where all exactly, yeah, but mostly most east. of Europe. I, I thought most. No, 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 no. That's a uh, slip stitch. In yes, yes, yeah. From Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I was like, I guess I had just decided uh, on my own that the a live one was going to be an actual a show. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, it's it's seamless. It all works. They did a great job. But it was kind of like, yeah, you've got. Yeah. Surely you have the whole database accessible to you, right? I, anyway yeah and maybe they were you know thought well if somebody wants live shows there's tapers you know they can go get a true, live show true it, and i think nobody you know in the grand history of fish nobody says a live one is you know stand out so i i think a lot of people kind of think some of the versions on there were subpar and yeah you know it, we got some i mean uh you know that's that's I'm pretty sure that's, I don't remember if I already knew Gumbo or not, but it was without question the cleanest yeah. version of Gumbo around. Awesome. Um, really wild, you enjoy myself, uh, which yeah. I think is a whole, it takes up a side of a, because a two tape. Yeah, I, I mean, I bought it on CD. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. but uh, I'm but pretty sure You Enjoy Myself is one side. CD yeah, Ma- maybe side. Montana's on there with it, which is like two right, minutes. Right. Just that little whatever drum. Yeah. Um, so, okay, uh, heard some shows, saw them, had a great time. A live one comes out, then you see them again. 95. Okay. And then it, I always get kind of jumbled. 96, 97, 98, I saw them... Um, one or two times each of those years you know they they played <clears throat> st louis kansas city and then kansas city st louis uh-huh. another year so it was convenient and uh and then from like 99 on i kind of made it an effort in my my own way to see him as much as i could sure. you know yeah i think 99 i saw him like three times okay and then you know so it was in that Hitman locker room. I'm pretty sure I had a fish ball cap, and you complimented it. Yep. Um, so that would have been oh two, oh one, two thousand. I mean, oh three. I was uh, twenty nine. So oh, is it oh five? Is that possible? Oh five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, but when would we have seen our first show together? Um. That was after, after the breakup. Okay, post oh nine. Yeah, oh nine. Because yeah, I think like by the time we connected on fish, they were already done. Was 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 Dix our first? Hmm. No, no. Um, Had we seen him before Festival Festival Eight? I don't think so. Really? I mean, that was fall of. Oh nine, right? October. I think Halloween so. 09. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh nine, and I'm not sure. I went to Chicago. They played summer oh nine. I think they opened the tour in Chicago at their soccer stadium. Okay, that was the first show I'd seen post. I saw them somewhere around there at uh, I think it was Toyota Park. Yeah, that's it. That in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we were both there, but not together. I think we. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did we ever know that before? Right now. I. 
Maybe maybe we knew we were both going. Huh. But I don't know. I remember. That's weird, uh, yeah, I saw that show. There was uh, Kill Devil Falls opener, and my my sister. I, so I went up, stayed with her, and her. She married yet? Anyway, uh, and we did a Cubs game one night, nice. um, and then the fish. She drove me like through the suburbs in rush hour, Chicago. So it was. Yeah. It took forever. So, like, you know, I was trying to get in as they're starting. Ah. And I just remember just uh, kid after kid after kid leaping the gate to get just to, you know, not standing here for 30 more seconds to right. have somebody check. Anyway, uh, I had fun. And then I remember consoling a very upset girl uh, outside after. And then I, then there was a bus that took you back to wherever you could access public transportation yeah and it it cost two dollars and i had no cash on me and somebody fronted me i was not sober i was yeah. pounding miller lights on the way down in my sister's car and then uh she gave me uh her train yeah. card yeah, which yeah. i lost my phone died so I had no cash, then my phone died, and then I lost her card and had no idea where I was. Yeah. But somehow I just stumbled, and she was like outside kind of keeping an eye out because she couldn't get a hold of me. Uh, and she was like, how the fuck did you find it? I was like, I don't have any idea. But <laughs> that would be crazy if we were both there. That and, is weird. Yeah. Huh. Well, we must just, oh, well, you know what? So by then, we weren't planning on the Hitman together anymore. Okay. Yeah, so that's how we both ended up there without huh. pre-planning. Okay. And then and then it must have been shortly after that that we started with the old avalanche. Right. Where we would be in the same locker room regularly. Yeah, yeah. Made plans for dicks. So we've seen a ton of dicks. Yeah. Uh, Atlantic City, Festival 8... I feel like we've been somewhere else, have we not? Well, I guess we we both caught two different Baker's Dozen shows. Yep, yep. Um, only New Year's one was, for me, it was 14 in Miami. Yeah, I've never been to a New Year's show. Um, God, that might be it. Oh, uh, Charleston. Charleston. Charleston, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where we caught one of the first... Sigma Oasis is I think the first the yeah. first yeah. and uh, my son loves that album yeah. he, he he has a number of uh, favorites but he'll every he's guaranteed every you know handful of weeks or whatever he'll be like we put on you Sigma know Oasis. yeah um, which I was telling in in the Whiskey Mash Dudes episode uh, that was a surprise that was a COVID release and it was kind of like I, the way I remember it was like uh, new record tomorrow, and I was like, "Excuse me," right? And then yeah, it was yeah, yeah. like a, a real nice mix of tracks I'd heard um, and tracks that I hadn't, uh, and it was like it was, it was like a medicinal like COVID gift, right? Right from them. But, yeah, well, they were incredible during COVID. I mean, from the dinner and a movie stuff, right? You know, and then Trey and his Beacon. Yeah, series. I mean, you know, which which you know anybody that knows fish just knows that they value their fans and they yeah, take care of us, yeah. So. Um, I think I don't remember if we discovered it at the same time or if you told me and then I, but 
I, f- I have this memory of uh, going to tell you the pay- <laughs> the Peyton story, <laughs> and you already knew it. Uh, so Trey shares the story of uh, the kid who gets spun out and then like calls his mom from oh, right, right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and then, so how do you, how does it go? Uh, I just remember the mom, like, Oh, the mom somehow called the ro- their room in the venue. Yes. Or something like that. And was like, Pain. <laughs> uh, and some, uh, some sort of, uh, tongue in cheek to, Yeah. Hot. Uh, that's all that was going on. Uh, something about like uh, a payphone near a gas station across the street from the venue. I don't know. He, he there's uh, a, that I know of a good three, four, five, six little stories. That's that's from what, what that Beacon Run is where that came from, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and just like really. Uh, not that he's been a guarded person, but I mean, completely guard down and just frank yeah, and yeah. like being okay with the idea that if I tell these people stories and the occasional story in between songs, they're going to love it no matter what. Right. Because of uh, anyway. Yeah. They, to your point, I mean, t- taking care of fans and, yeah. uh, I still, um, am just in a festival eight, uh, blew my mind from uh the doc- dr mulcahy where you could go in there and get eye surgery and they would paint like a third eye on your forehead i, think uh, I missed that completely i, I, I mean th- <laughs> like things where you list this, this and then right. this whole bizarre sonic universe in yeah, there yeah. there were freaking drones and a uh, blimp flying around hmm. you remember that no like and then all the palm trees were like had some, lit up yeah and, yep, yep, uh, yep of course the uh uh coffee and donuts yep i yep, mean absolutely um and, and lots of great costumes yeah um <laughs> I, I don't know still to this day where it comes from but i have a uh a, a photo a facebook photo album from that weekend Okay. Um, and there's a bunch of good there's some sesame street and and then at some point there's just a a guy with a t-shirt that says owls are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, I mean, he was all about, he's like, it's this gospel true. You know, like still to, I think I've Googled it before and I don't know if I ever found an answer, but, uh, so many fun memories. Yeah. Um, I mean, sh- just that freaking boardwalk bar that we kept going to blast and fish after the shows. <laughs> um, yeah, boardwalk billies. Right. Yeah. Don't don't, yeah. don't miss it. <laughs> um so, okay. Uh we got oh you you uh you swung the irons today. Yep. Um yep. how long have you been doing that? Uh I started golfing early twenties. Okay. So crazy, you know, the hitmen. Yeah. I found my way to that team through Jim Adkins, Mad Dog. Did you uh uh Ever listen to or watch Prophet's episode? Yes. Where he talked about, we were talking about all the, uh, yeah. whoever we could remember. Right. He, he was like, that guy was just like breezers and skates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, his knees did not bend. Yeah. yeah. So he, you got, you came to the Hitman because of him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he also uh, got me out for my first round of golf. Okay. So he was very, you know, interested in my sports career sure now <laughs> were you decent your first day out no okay and i mean i'm still not a decent yeah yeah, yeah but i mean but no yeah i remember my first round of golf ever we went to uh uh swope park okay which you know it's like an inner city yeah golf course and a lot of no nonsense folks come out there to play uh-huh the first hole i was at least on shot eight before i was actually on the green come off walking off the green and here's the marshal pulled up to talk to us it's the most rule following place he on the said, planet he, that's right. he says if it takes you more than six or seven shots to get to the green just pick your ball up and go to the next hole and, you know i'm like oh it's a wonder i ever ever came played back. yeah again you know but i'm stubborn in that way sure so yeah that was my first round and, uh, and have you played consistently ever since then yeah and, until the last five years, I mean, I might have played six times or seven times a year, okay. kind of, you know. And now it's more like twenty or so, isn't it? Oh, I'll play at least once a week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, year round. Yep. Right. Yeah, in South Carolina. Yeah. Hey. Just keep playing. Um. So, like, where do you? I, I don't. I've never really uh, understood how handicaps work, and I'm not interested in learning it necessarily but i do i am interested in like an average score for you might be what yeah so right now i'll shoot in the low 90s most of the time okay and now i can still shoot a 106 round sure and i can you know sometimes get in the yet to break 100 you know 85 86 range okay that's about as low as i ever go nice so yeah and then you know um i over the last five or six years i follow the rules you know i count every stroke sure. you know i don't know there's no reason to well if fudge. you're interested in making your score better you, yeah. you can't you'll yeah. never yeah yeah so um let's see here oh i know what i wanted to ask you <clears throat> maybe it was in colorado two years ago for dicks when we played around yeah yeah maybe it was before that but i think it was there that you were teaching me this grip yeah the strong grip strong so like uh clubs coming down uh most of us grab the club like this that's Uh a normal grip yeah strong grip you bring your left hand over so you can see some of your knuckles yeah and you know grasp the club like that It, it looks we the Awkward. first time you see it, yeah. it's like what yeah, is yeah. what is he doing? Well, and and like you know, a, a good, well versed golfer can <laughs> can adjust a little stronger, a little stronger. You know, make some adjustments there. For me to, to cure my slice, I really have to exaggerate that strong grip. Yeah, and that's what it's all about is just keeping that ball from slicing. You know. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's same, same. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've, it. it uh, just that, like at Top Golf, mm-hmm. um, I've been there twice in the last year. Uh, I remember the first t- ball I went to hit, like I had that picture of yeah. your grip and yeah. you telling me about some somebody that introduced it to you. Yeah, and and I and when I I couldn't remember exactly, but I think that I got close and I could immediately see 
the difference in the way the face of the club would strike the ball yep. this way versus that way. And I was like, oh, yeah, this yep. is the way to do it. And then I've seen uh, dudes on TikTok that basically demonstrate, like, this is not correct. To And, and I forget exactly. It's the way that your arms come back it's and it's the same concept like right. if you do it this way then you're gonna get the actual desired contact right. which will in theory send your ball straight yep and not you know but uh yeah that's so it's called the strong grip a strong grip, a strong yeah. grip yep. okay um yeah and that was uh you know just kind of a, a fateful round of golf i went out you know, me and a friend went out to play, and they connected us with two old guys. Yeah. And six or seven holes in, for whatever reason, this old guy decided he was interested in making my game better. Interesting. So he, he said, you know, he said, he said nobody, nobody likes to listen to the advice of somebody on the golf course. He's like, so you don't have to listen if you don't want. Right, but right. you should try a strong grip. I'm like, what do you mean? showed me the concept and you know within three or four rounds of golf i was like taking strokes off my game okay. you know so you know uh if you look at the trajectory of that first day out uh, to to your round today was there aside from that particular story was there a point where you sort of saw the pendulum swing to like oh okay i'm considerably less shitty than i was x number of years ago and things have kind of looked Man, so the pendulum has swung so many times, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, for, you know, 10 years ago, I had some epiphany and thought, well, okay, you know, this is, I'm, I'm going to be a better golfer out of this. And uh, within six or seven rounds, you know, whatever that thing was doesn't work for me anymore. Right, right. But, uh, but I, I really do. Yeah, I would say in the last three years, uh I've made some changes that aren't going to revert. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, back on fish, real quick. Uh, top three favorite moments in your history as a fan, whether it's just listening to something studio or being at a show or right. Yeah, top. Well, so for sure, um, Deer Creek, two thousand. Uh, they played three nights there, and just that weekend was awesome. Okay. Uh, uh, my buddy Aaron, who Aaron Gross, who we played golf with, yeah, yeah, lives out in Denver now. Um, <clears throat> he and I went to that one, and that was probably my first like big road trip to see him. You okay, know. okay. Was, um, and we were camping, and uh, Bob Dylan and Phil Lesh and friends played the night before Fish. Wow! So we saw Dylan and Lesh. Oh, nice! And then three nights of Fish, and it was you know one of the greatest weekends ever cool so that's got to be yeah that's that's probably right up there um hmm and probably festival eight just because you know it's one of those things i never went to any big big fish shows right big events before that one you know um but and you know just the effort that it took to get there the memories <clears throat> taking my two nephews you know yeah and uh, and then killing that poor sweet deer right, on the way home. On the way home. <laughs> um, I still am as many times as I've seen bittersweet. What is the festival? Is that Clifford Ball or is that Great Went in that one? 
Uh, must be w- w- went. Either way, yeah. when they, you know, the, the so you get the bulk of the story, and then they go to Europe, and then the, th- the thing ends with the festival, right? Yep. So when they step out onto the stage, and you can see the seventy k yeah. still i'm like god damn i mean that's that's like a chiefs game yeah. right there yeah uh yeah. or you know led zeppelin used to uh my buddy jason who you've met uh yeah uh, we've been to a show together at least one uh from durango oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah he yeah. did episode one um and one of the albums he picked was uh appetite for destruction and he's like, uh, and we're, so we're talking about the Paradise City mm-hmm. video, and he's mm-hmm. like, um, what are they playing with Metallica? He's like, the con- the crowd footage you see in that video is not the Guns N' Roses ah, crowd. That, right. They poached that from Metallica. Metallica yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I've always been like, how on their debut album? Right. Are they selling out? Like, right. I think it's a giant stadium. Yeah, it could be. And, could be. and I'm like, oh. That's how it's not. Those aren't the <laughs> um, very crafty. Yeah. So Festival Eight, Deer Creek. Any others? I mean, you know, I don't know if this counts, but just like the bulk, uh, the 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 full catalog of Dick shows that we've sure. seen. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, that's an unusual thing. You know, yeah. for. You know, to see some uh, band that many times yeah. in one venue. You know. Yeah, and then you know, uh, we went uh, the S show. Yeah. To meet sort of spelling stuff. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then Fuck. most shows spell Fuck. something. Was that before? Fuck your face. Fuck your. I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fuck your. There was a. There was a meat stick in the fuck your face. Yeah. I think. Anyway. Um, and just pancakes. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen at, on at least one talk show, maybe it's Conan, uh, where he, the, the whoever, whatever attractive female guest uh, says, hey, we have to play this game where you take a shot at tequila and I slap you in the face. <laughs> and he does it. Uh, and she slaps him hard. And you can tell the shot is like, you know, uh, he doesn't do tequila shots that often. Right. So he's kind of double. And I'm like, listen, man, <laughs> the way you're supposed to do that <laughs> is to, to be completely sunburned and shirtless in a field and stick your head in a cooler. Yes. And yes. then come out. And what, so what would they do? They had a name for it too. Yeah, I have no idea what. So they, we we are we had our two quadrants or whatever were kind of on a corner, and there was a pathway, and they were on the corner, on the pathway. Yeah, and they just got fucked up <laughs> all weekend long. Yeah. Uh, and the, I just that guy's gonna be third degree burns, and then sure as shit. Yeah, uh, they played that game, and just I mean there was constantly bodies just strewn around yep um and then we had the one year uh with the east coast folks and the the girl the one girl that <laughs> the, the saying of the weekend was uh you're all we're all getting adele you're getting adele you're getting adele <laughs> uh and then we had um i might be mixing weekends but uh that light Still, yeah, uh, 
which is an epic, epic, epic listen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many times um, I've listened to it since, but we walked out of there kind of, you know, almost suspicious we were so bug-eyed. Right. And, and just set our chairs down next to one of those pathways and watched people walk by who had similar looks on their face. Like, yeah. Man, oh, man. Uh a lot of good times. Yeah. Um, I the, still don't really know. Rolling how... down the hill. Oh, my God. Yes. I forgot about that. Oh, man. <laughs> Roll down the hill. <laughs> that, I, I swear that we have been there. That has been on multiple dicks. It wasn't just one time. Yeah. I think one but... of the times you maybe turned in. Yeah. And then maybe one of the times somebody like hit what, your tent or one of our tents or... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, one year they were they we, we were right up against the hill that they yeah, were rolling. Yes, down, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there was the year um, where, uh, <laughs> like, I kept dream. I mean, who knows how deeply I'm sleeping while camping at Dick's? <laughs> but in my mind, from a deep sleep, I just you know, hear this conversation, and then it grows and grows and grows and grows in volume until I'm like virtually awake. And then I'm like, I think that those people are like sitting in my chairs under my shade tent, and enjoying your beer, enjoying <laughs> and have been been there for hours. <laughs> yes. And when I, f- I just like went, dude, and it got quiet for a second, and then they were like tried to resume chatter, and I unzipped, and they were they were so comfortable, right, that they were like. Siri, I'm like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. What do you mean, Siri? And like, Jesus, like, you know, like, I don't understand like how many violations you're guilty of right here, but that you're surprised is I've got a good mind not to finish your beer. (laughs) Oh man, Um, so um, how much longer do you think you'll see him? I don't know. I think about that. I mean, like. You know, after last year, I thought, well, you know, if they do Atlantic City, I'll go again. And you know, it's it's easy to uh, to make plans to to leave your girl. You know, once you've uh, just spent the night with her, I don't know. You know, it's like I'll, I'll, I'm not going to miss them if I don't go. Right. But by this year, and when they release the shows, I was obviously you know, yeah, I want to go again. So, what did you wind up with? Uh, Raleigh, or not Raleigh, but Wilmington, and okay. um, One Night of Dicks. <laughs> right. Um, and Wilmington is where? No, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, it's like three hours from my house. But... And you have two for that and two for the One Night of Dicks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you could have wound up with like $3,000 worth of tickets, yes, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I could have potentially had uh, eight Dicks tickets and in, uh, in like... Six Wilmington. Oh, and uh, Atlanta. I'd put in for Atlanta too, but didn't get. Didn't get. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, sometime if this thing is still uh, going uh, down the road a ways, uh, at some point we should try and like do a Dicks episode. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, before kind of revisit right on whatever level the shows yep. and yep. have a couple of notes. But um, uh, what do we like? Let's say either we decide or they decide that it's done what do we do what do yeah, we do after I, yeah i don't know man i, I mean i think if if it stops again you know we've been through this twice <laughs> right <laughs> and you know 
I'll be at peace with it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, in 04, I, I know I've told you the story before, but, uh, uh, it made the announcement that they were done and, mm-hmm. uh, or they, they were going to finish after that summer tour. And, uh, we already, me and some friends already had, um, <clears throat> Deer Creek tickets. And, uh, uh, when they announced it and they said Coventry was going to be it, me and another friend, we bought Coventry tickets. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, but we go to the Deer Creek shows, my younger brother's with me. And in those days it was printed off tickets, you know, um, we didn't have actual Ticketmaster tickets. We just had them printed off. Oh. So first night through the gate, they're not scanning tickets. They're just ripping your paper. So we didn't have a ticket for Jesse for the second night. So went down to the library, copied our tickets. We're like, cool. So Jesse and I are on our way back to the venue. <laughs> and there's people you know, looking for a miracle. I'm like, here, take these. Uh, give them a couple of the extra copies, you know. Uh-huh. Second night, all of a sudden they're scanning tickets. And, uh, well, by the time we get back to our campground and we all walk to the venue, these other two people have walked in with oh, no. two, of our, <laughs> two of our tickets. So, in the end, me and Aaron get inside. Everybody else gets shut out because they scan their tickets. They're used. And uh, I listened to Vultures was playing. I, I'll, I'll never forget it. There's and, no wooing uh, in Vultures. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, boy, the Vultures... They get there in. Mm-hmm, <laughs> my mm-hmm. friends are out. Right. Damn. It's my own fault, you know. It's like sure. a friendly fire. But uh, so I felt just awful. I was like, holy crap, here that fish is going to break up. And, you know, this is our last show that anybody's going to see except for me. I get to go to Coventry, you know, which I never made to. You know, made it to. Did you end up eating that ticket or what how, What happened uh, wh- for Coventry? Oh, um so what they ended up doing is if you didn't go, you could send in your ticket. <clears throat> they took the stub off. They sent you back your ticket along with uh, a book of Danny Clinch photographs. Oh. Uh, all four band members signed. Um, and then your, your ticket stub back. Remind me when we... Uh, uh, the Tom Waits episode. Uh, I went to college with a kid who played in a band called Bone Machine, mm. and I have. I thought I was like, I think I still have a, a concert poster, like I, you know that they made. Right, right. And I when I I found it, and I found a couple string cheese ones too. Oh, nice. And in the in that stack of things were uh, a O three and an O four fish calendar. Yeah. Which I totally forgot that I used to have, right. and I just flipped through them. They're all great. In fact, one of them uh, is that like beach scene from the um, the hoist, hoist yeah, cover yeah, yeah, shoot yeah. where they're all in the you know outfits, the old timey yeah. swimming gear. But yeah. there's a picture of of Trey and Mike. I, I tore it out because I'm going to frame it. Uh, remind me to show it to you. It's upstairs. Okay. Um. So uh, I've always admired, uh, perhaps envied. You've always, to me, had uh, uh, a vibe or an approach or a, a seeming level of contentedness about yourself like you know a generally happy person yeah, um yeah. what's the secret <laughs> man I, I i don't know but i i mean i recognize it you know and like i don't know probably 
through a lifetime of uh, weird family interactions, like there's no, I, I feel no desire or no, I get no benefit of worry, you know? Right. And it's, and it's a weird thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, oh, like, we've talked about this. Yeah. yeah. Like it's co- cropped up in other yeah. spots, I think, where some maybe somebody has pointed that out or asked you to think about that or something. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I and I guess that's that's it. And like optimism, like, and and it's it's not conscious, but uh, but like I say, I I can recognize it in myself, or you know. I mean, it's a great quality, like uh, something that I you know subconsciously strive in right. the direction of. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, yeah, I think I think it just, it probably mostly comes from my mom, you know, kay. and uh, <clears throat> you know that woman's a saint. She's, sure. Uh, uh, single mom and just heartbreak after heartbreak, but right, you just and she is one foot in front of you still other. living with no, where yeah, is she? okay, she lives with us. okay. Yeah. Um, I think that I butchered uh several uh family dynamic details in doing Ian's episode. Like, I think at right. one point I was like, Oh, I stayed in your mom's room, and, <laughs> and then later I was like, You dumb, she's like, but it was too far for me to backpedal and correct it. And he was just over there, like, you know, all right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he brought a bottle of red and a bottle of white and uh, rolled a blunt. Ah, nice. Uh, I lo- I, <laughs> maybe only the second or third time I've seen somebody roll a blunt, but he hammered it out, you know. Skills. Yeah, yeah skills. <laughs> uh, we talked about the track suit. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I think that I realized that was maybe the only fish show that I've been to with him because he wasn't at Festival 8. Correct. Yeah. Um. But I did see him at Pink Talking Fish okay, here. a few years yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's, it's still, I'm like, no, I swear I've been a couple of other places with you. But yeah, yeah. anyway, uh, probably just because the darn memory from that one pops right. up. Every, uh, are you afraid of dying? Uh, I don't think I'm afraid of dying. Like, um, I'm... You know, I'm a Christian, I suppose. Right, you know? and, right. Uh, and like, I, I, I think there's something better after this. But okay, uh, okay. But uh, I also like um, life's. I, I feel like life, life is a gift, you know. Right. And uh, and and I definitely don't want to waste it or or um, you know make less of it. Sure. You know? so, yeah. I'd like as much time here as I can get. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is there any kind of uh, anything accomplishment wise that will make your life complete or fulfilled or anything like that? That's, you know, like I'm, I've almost got all the pieces of the pie. It's just this one or, uh, you know, a bucket list stuff. Uh, it, it, no. And uh, this there's probably some deep seated psychological reason for it, but I, I don't. Uh, I'm not a goal setter or, okay. you know, I, I, I just kind of, um, I guess I, I'm accepting and like take everything as it comes sure. and, uh, whatever comes along, I make the best of it. But I, now I, I, I avoid things that will disappoint me if I don't reach them, you know? Smart. Maybe that's <laughs> part of what goes into that vibe right, I was talking right. about. Uh, complete this sentence, if you would, for me, please. The world would immediately become a better place to live if only... Maybe people 
quit worrying about what everybody else is doing. You oh, know? okay. Take care, take care of your own yard. You I know? like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, your affinity for cars. Where did that come from? I have no clue. Okay. Like, it's a, it, that's an accurate assessment yeah, right you're yeah, yeah. kind of a car guy yeah yeah and you know you know stuff it's not just like this one's fun to do you have some knowledge kicking around up yeah, there yeah yeah and i don't know like um our family cars were always just transportation right and, you know yeah uh, and uh you know well the first like cool car that i bought and wanted was that r32 yeah and well that's not true i mean i I fell in love with a Volkswagen GTI when I was in okay. high school. Okay. And but never was I couldn't get it. Was I, that the uh uh riding along in my automobile? Do you remember that commercial? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what the original song is or if that's it, but it it ended up Volkswagen used it in a GTI commercial. Yeah. And it just yeah, it, yeah. maybe convertible kind of a California vibe and just made me like I, that's I need to right. get all those things and live that life. Yeah, but yeah, Volkswagens are cool, man. Right, you know, like right. The GTI had a the they're a Golf GTI, so the the gear shifter had golf ball dimples on it. Nice. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I got into them or or where where uh, where that came from because my dad's certainly not huh. you know a yeah. car guy, right? You know? And uh, but um, yeah, I, uh, but I, I just like unusual sure, cars. Sure, sure. You know, I buy older cars that uh, I can afford, but are still, you know, something something unusual. Yeah. Uh, so tomorrow you win eighty five million in the lottery. What is your first move? Um, and for the rest of your life, does it look relatively the same, or does it look relatively different, or somewhere in between? Yeah, uh, I definitely would not work for you know a steady stiff job you know uh but i i i actually have a lot of dreams of lottery. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah I, a house with a bowling alley and a and a basketball court nice and then uh but no i always i always uh I, i'd say i would i would definitely um uh charitable stuff you know i I, want to make the world a better place you know right i think it takes a lot of money to do that so yeah absolutely where i would um but i mean would you i mean would would you travel you you know would you guys get out and then like the this idea of uh like having i don't know four homes you know like a one in Whatever, Costa Rica and one right, in right, right, Spain and one in California and one in Charles. I mean, is that? I'd sure like to find out how I would approach that. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I mean, I can't. I don't know what the point of having six. Well, it, are, it, no, I know, it, but it's like um, uh, when you first hear uh, about like the wealthy or you know, like uh, ten homes, or it's like, yeah. like that's crazy. Yeah. But then. If you think about like uh, I, I went to high school and college with a dude who, um, if he's still doing now what he was doing last time I saw him, he was living half of his life in Durango, Colorado, and yeah. then half of his life in uh, uh, Costa Rica. Yeah, and, like yeah. most of the time he's in Durango, he's snowboarding, 
And yeah. when he's, he's and then we, then he's surfing. surfing and, and it's like if you're gonna spend chunks in different parts, like kind of consistently, mm-hmm. maybe it does make sense to have a couple or three homes. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, 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 yeah, I suppose that if, if that's your life, if you know, you know. Y- you're going to surf part of your time. And right. Then, yeah, then that would make or, sense. Or, I mean, you know, there's plenty of folks, uh, I'm largely single, uh, do the, do the, you know, get rid of everything and it's van life. Yeah. And literally everything, you know, uh, Tom, you have any footage of uh, Tom Green in the last couple or three years? No. no. I mean, it's him and his dog. And e- oh, like yeah. everything, he can, uh, like he has studio stuff. If he wants to like record music or, or comedy or, or mm-hmm. work on a t- t- on a whatever kind of project, and then you know kitchen stuff and sleeps and every of course everything has got to come out and then go back in once wow. you're done with it. Yeah. But you've got everything you need. I don't know. There's yeah. something. It's it's hard to uh, admire the appeal and but not think about loneliness. Right. You know? Right. Unless of course you're doing it with your partner and your vehicle is a little bit bigger but yeah um i mean it's kind of appealing too um, yeah 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 I, I think i'd have at least two houses you know like some thing that would i'd be embarrassed to show some friends because it's so huge right know? right but uh i could be comfortable there for a month or two at a time sure <laughs> Um, so are you the only one under your roof that misses Casey? Uh, no, mom, mom definitely, you know, she does, but, but she is, uh, super content to be in her room doing projects and, and but I mean, are you, you're there to stay? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Um, I mean, the whole kind of idea was like, uh, her, her folks were retiring and Mm -hmm. so let's be near them right that was okay we'll be near them and eventually you know when they need us we'll be there for them so okay which you know uh they'll be alive another 20 years you know sure so sure unless they move uh we'll probably stay there right right and we i think we both kind of hope that Eventually, we'll have a place here in Kansas City oh. and a place there. Well, there you go. When we yeah. when we don't You're have starting to already. work, when <laughs> we don't have to work forty homes. hours a week. Yeah. Um, uh, well, man, I appreciate you doing this. Um, I appreciate you uh, being who you are, and uh, I've I've gushed a handful of times about uh, the ease with which we can kill a week yeah, together. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why, but I still just chuckle about you know. Uh, watching the U.S. Open and like the most exertion of the day is across the parking lot to Chipotle. But you also, I know sometimes uh, you're so you're here a uh, couple, three, four times a year, and some of those times are quick in and out for a wedding or whatever. But um, uh, would certainly like to catch you as often as possible um, and yeah. i would i definitely would swing the sticks with you again cool um i you know i'm i haven't played since i was in charleston uh no that's not true i've played uh, at the annual school thing yeah, yep um but uh i i i enjoy um not to the degree of the marshal there but i enjoy <laughs> trying to keep up with the 
you know, the pace of the, the better player that I'm right, playing with. Right. Just, I think it's can shorten the outing and it's also the respectful thing to do on a few different fronts. And I, anyway, so if you would, uh, if, if I could join you the next time you're here and you're going to, did you bring your clubs? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. always do. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Jake Watson. Well, thank you so much. Um, appreciate you. Pleasure was all mine, man. All right. Talk to you.